Jones, man, tell us uh tell us about you, man. Welcome to the show and just tell the people a little bit about you and who you are. Sure, man. Thank you for having me, Will. Um, so uh, I am a UI engineer, currently about three years in. Uh, I am a boot camp graduate, a career transitioner. I, I worked uh, in retail for seven years. Um, I currently work at uh, Machine Q, which is an IoT com- uh, an IoT company inside of Comcast. Um, we build uh, devices for the LoRa network. Uh, before that, I worked at a startup called Guru in Center City, and before that, a small startup called Red Queen. Um, I started, you know, actually my journey started with trying to build a startup of my own after I graduated my boot camp. Uh, I didn't feel like I was technically ready to kind of start to take on the job for us. It was, it was really hard. I, I came out learning uh, Ruby and Rails and the Philly job market doesn't have a lot of opportunity for Ruby engineers. Um, so I kind of took it upon myself to get really involved in, you know, learning JavaScript myself and, and trying to kind of reteach myself code from, from that, you know, respect. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, it took me about three years, you know, to, to feel as comfortable as I do now. I, I still feel like I'm learning every day. Um, and I, I, I would definitely say a lot of my, a lot of my growth has come from just being involved in the community and, and, and meeting a, a, a ton of really cool people. Cool, cool, man. That's a pretty interesting story, especially the <laughs> <laughs> from the boot camp to doing uh, IoT. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Uh, no. So when I when I was doing some research, I found about something because you know the the whole point of this show is to how we use community and social media to be able to you know enhance our careers and things like that. Sure. Uh, so I saw you did something to call boot camped uh, yes. a few years ago. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, sir. Um, so that is actually the startup that I tried to uh, get off the ground. Um, basically, so when I graduated my boot camp, um, and if you if you go to a boot camp or have been to a boot camp, you'll know uh, most boot camps have an alumni network that they kind of keep inside of a Slack channel. Uh, and the way that they do it is, you know, they they build up the alumni, the the alumni come back and mentor things like that. Um, well an idea that I had had when I came out of the boot camp was kind of to make a, a super alumni network. Cause I wanted to see if I was the only one that felt like, you know, the boot camp that I had went to, you know, didn't reach the expectations that I had expected, you know, going in. And I also kind of wanted to see what other boot camp boot campers were learning, you know, were they learning react? And, and obviously this was a few years ago. So react was still kind of coming out to be as big as it is now, you know? So I wanted to see where other boot camps doing that. What were the other kind of, you know, things that other boot campers were doing. So I created a, a Slack channel called boot camped um, probably uh, a month out from, from my boot camp, And um, I had posted it, you know, a couple of places. Funny enough, I actually started doing a lot of my self branding on LinkedIn back when I first started, you know, the, oh, yeah. yeah, the boot camp that we went to, they, swore up and down you know this this is the way to do it this is the way you get a job so i went full force for me you know i i've never been a mathematically inclined individual uh i strayed <laughs> away from cs uh going to college for for cs because i was kind of intimidated by the math courses that you would have to take um and i didn't think that i would kind of live up to it you know i i really thought that i would fail so i stayed away from doing that um so you know that was for me you know i i really knew that my social work ethic and my ability to create communities and be a part of communities and uplift communities um, would do more for me to get a job than my technical skills would. I, I knew that from the gate. 
Um, so I made sure that I did a lot of, you know, technical branding, talking about my experience in the boot camp, talking to others about their experiences. Uh, so boot camp let me do that. And, and I met like some of the most amazing people through that that I actually still talk to to this day. Um, and one of them is, uh, was my co-founder, Sean Bullock. He was, um, I believe he was uh, one of the first instructors at Hack Reactor, which is a oh, okay. phenomenal, phenomenal boot camp. I'm pretty sure they actually run the curriculum for General Assembly now, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he, has been in, he had been in the game for a very long time. He saw that I was able to, you know, build a community quickly. I was able to get the word out fast. So he actually had approached me um, pretty early on in the community and, and asked me if I wanted to build a startup with him and, you know, that he would mentor me and that there was a lot that I could gain from, you know, that sort of thing. So for that year, we actually, you know, we, we were a full LLC. We, you know, had met up with each other. He actually lives in Orange County. I was out in Orange County for a good solid month, uh, just kind of grinding out, trying to figure out our market fit. The thing that we started to pivot towards was basically uh, post boot camp help. So all of the things that a lot of boot camps promise you up front, which is, you know, we'll market you to jobs, we'll help you talk to recruiters, you know, this, that, and the third. We knew that a lot of the time that the people that were trying to help you, you know, kind of get your footing in a career in tech hadn't even worked in tech themselves. Uh, mm -hmm. The people that I had worked with at my boot camp had no previous tech experience, had never gotten a job in tech themselves, had never really coded. You know, they were all career counselors and, you know, people that were good at, you know, setting up the the visual to get a career, but didn't really have the uh, uh, opportunity and experience to have dealt with the technical interview, which we all know is, you know, absolutely savage. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so I spent a year and, you know, we, he built out a, a full CS based curriculum. Um, we did a few small tester cohorts, uh, three to four people. Um, we tried to keep it very affordable. We didn't want to be charging, you know, another 10 grand to these people. We didn't want to be charging another, you know what I mean? A lot of these people that were coming out of boot camps are already in debt. Because a lot of the time, this is before ISAs were huge, right? Like now, income share agreements are big. And, you know, if, if a school were to shut down during your ISA, you don't need to continue paying it back. <laughs> I did not get that lucky. I did not have an ISA. I took out a huge loan. Um, mm. My school shut down um, probably about six, six to eight months ago, something like that. Uh, mm. And I'm still paying the, I'm still paying the loan, oh. so... But yeah, so that was um, that was a good solid year. And I will say I, this, the reason I stepped away from it was I, I wasn't uh, doing as much technical work as I had wanted to do. You know, I'd set out in this career to, to, to write code and I was, you know, kind of naturally put into the biz dev and, you know, sales and marketing kind of role just just because that was what I was already good at. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm able to have conversations very easily with people. I empathize very greatly with a lot of the people that I was talking to. And I also wanted to make sure that, you know, we weren't, we weren't straying away from the path and we did help people. Funny enough, uh, I had actually spoken with, uh, I don't know if you know Career Karma. Yeah. Yeah. So I had spoken yeah, with, Ar with Artur uh, back before Career Karma were a thing. And, you know, we were very much vibing on the same path of trying to help, you know, everybody get into tech. And, and, and you know, that was kind of a, a goal that I had had back then. Uh, straight away, I, I took off from the from the startup to to pursue full time coding and and really become an en an engineer. And uh, 
I think it was one of the best decisions I had to go through that year as, as a quote unquote entrepreneur, um, because I learned a lot about the landscape of tech. And I think that's an important piece that a lot of people miss out on because they, they have to struggle so hard to make sure they're on point for the technical that, you know, there's, it's such a confusing landscape to know all in all the politics of tech, you know, understanding, how yeah. to, you know what I mean? Just the social construct of, of tech itself. I think is a behemoth to learn besides just the technical expertise that you have to have. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I feel like a lot of people, like a lot of people that I talk to, and that's kind of the reason why I started this, you know, little podcast and interviewing people so they can see that other side. Cause so sure. many people I know, they focus like so much on being like technically adept, but sure. it's like, you know, I mean, that's fine, but it's like, if no one like knows who you are, you're just yeah. another resume, you know, like there's plenty yeah. of people who can say they know all that stuff. So you got to kind of break through that while, by, by talking to people in real life or on yeah, the it's also, it's also hard too, right? Because like, you know, you go in thinking that, you know, if you know how to do the algorithms and you, you know, you can build these UIs and these backend APIs so well, uh, if you're not able to communicate with your team, well, if you're not able to communicate your issues without you know what I mean without being rude mm -hmm. or you know standoffish like there's so many social elements that go into being a good engineer in my opinion and I think that you know that was that was what I clung to when 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 starting off in in this industry yeah yeah I, I agree I agree so I wanted to ask so since you know, the main one I, you know, you I use is Twitter and you said you had the uh the LinkedIn when you were in doing the boot camp thing. So yeah, as far as like using the social media and the community, what kind of things uh has happened for you? Like what came out of you doing those type of things? Sure. Um so with LinkedIn, man, I just got into uh understanding the idea of being an early influencer to things, you know. So um I, I wouldn't say I was an influencer on LinkedIn by any means, but I talk to a lot of people who are now and currently still uh, continue to be influencers on LinkedIn. I started to see the kind of power that it gives you to have your name be known. Um, so around the time that I was uh, building my LinkedIn, I had started my Twitter account, which is funny. I, I hated Twitter back in the day. Like I didn't, <laughs> and, and mind you, this is when you're thinking about your own social area, right? Like I didn't care about what the people around me were doing every <laughs> second of their lives. Like I, yeah, exactly. I wasn't, I can't like, and I don't think anybody cares enough to hear about my every second, right? So, and, you know, at first I only thought of Twitter as just such a, a localized platform. Um, so eventually I started to see LinkedIn kind of become stagnant and I started to see everybody copy each other, uh, you know, as far as you even, you know, to this day could see it where it's just copy and pasted influencer yeah. messaging, you know, and it's, it's yeah. very uncomfortable to me um so yeah i started to cringe focus a little bit it's super cringy super cringy um so you know i started to to focus a little bit more of my time to twitter and this was i, I think if you check my account maybe two years ago i think two years ago i, I like really started on my twitter um and let me tell you something I, I i think the first thing that needs to be said is you do not have to have a lot of followers to have a phenomenal experience on twitter you know nope. like in my opinion, so like, you know, people, people to this day, you know, look to me and they're like, wow, you know, you're, you're, you're doing all these things. You're, you're really blowing up and blah, 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 blah. I, I have less than a thousand followers, to be honest. You know, I, I really don't have a huge following. And I think the thing that really sticks for me is that a, the people that follow me are people that 
I have interacted with for the most part. I, I would say, I mean, I'm sure there's a large chunk that I haven't interacted with fully, but I would say a, a pretty large chunk of my followers and my followed are people that I've like personally interacted with. And I think that that's like the big difference between when somebody is using Twitter and, and just trying to get the follow follows like the follower count up, that's, that's not always going to be the success for you. You know, if you're not, no, not creating these relationships, if you're not putting yourself out there or even like, you know, I think the thing that really surprises me and I think surprises other people, first of all, these people with thousands and thousands and tens of thousands, even devs who have tens of thousands of followers are just people at the end of the day, they're just regular. They're me and you with, with a couple of thousand more followers, you know? And I think yep. the, the funny part is, is that, a lot of people get idolized because of their follower count. Um, but once you talk to these people, you start to see how real and down to earth and cool they are. And I only got to that point by just cold DMing uh, people, which can be pretty annoying. Don't be wrong. Like, I definitely know I had to have been annoying at some point to somebody. <laughs> um, but, you know, for me, it was if I don't ask, you know, what <laughs> what's the point of me complaining about not being able to get to the next level if I'm not asking how to do it from the people who are already there? Exactly. And uh, and that that's uh to 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 piggyback off of two things you said about not first back to not having a lot of followers. Like one thing I try to tell people like all the time is that uh you want to go deep, not wide, right? Yeah, definitely. You want to get quality relationships, not a lot of relationships. Like sure. so, yeah, I don't really have a lot of followers either, but yeah. you know, I can you know DM you know you know people who have experience like yeah. real easily. Because we've built that relationship of, you know, you know, we've we've gotten closer or whatever. So it's not necessarily. So, yeah, you don't even I don't even look at my follower account, if I'm being honest, like if I see somebody following me, I just keep it moving, you know, and message them. It's not really about the count. It's about the relationships. Yeah. Um, And and don't get me wrong. Like for me personally, I I still think it's cool. You know, I still think it's cool that I've, I've gone from where I was to, you know, a thousand people decide, cause especially cool when it's people that you don't know, right? Like these are people yeah. from all over the world and I get to interact with them on this space. And I think that's really cool. So I think one of the things is, is, you know, and I, I talk to a lot of people about this and, you know, people around me personally who are, are in the dev game in Philly, you know, and, and, and have watched me go from nothing to, to trying to be successful in this game. Yeah. Um, you know, they've, they've been like, damn dude, like, you know, blah, 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 just retweeted you or blah, 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 just DM'd you. Like that's, you know, you, you know, I wish that were to happen to me. And for me, it's like, dude, don't get me wrong. <laughs> for two years, I was not getting any of that, you know, like it's, yeah. it's a, it's a consistent grind. It's something that, you know, don't, don't expect it to happen overnight. And you're not, you know, virality isn't a thing when, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, there's, there's the, the handful of people who are in our debt or in the dev community that go viral, right? Like they make, you know, funny memes, you know, hashtag Cassidy, she, she puts out some funny memes, um, you know, and, and they go viral, but all in all, you know, it's, it's still within the dev community. So you're not going to be getting hundreds of thousands of RTs and, you know, like the crazy blow up that, that, other influencing you know um environments may give you you know like putting out funny memes or funny videos of just anything yeah that can blow up heavy in the dev world you know you're 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 within a a concentrated space but it's awesome because it's all it's also a lot of people that are trying to do the same thing as you are right so you know iron sharpens sharpens iron in, in that way so i think that for me has been the the biggest positive of of growing on twitter cool cool so 
so for someone, you know, since we've, we've been there, you've been there, for someone who's starting out, zero followers, zero tweets, you know, no no attention, no nothing, what, what yeah. advice would you give them? Like, what would be their step one? Number one advice I give anyone coming to this platform as a professional is to really find the people that you want to follow and that, that cultivate the same, like, drive and, and motivation and mindset and, and, and education that you're looking for. I think that's what people fail to see about Twitter is that, and, and it's for anything, like, it's funny, there's teacher Twitter and, you know, there's a bunch of teachers <laughs> that give advice to other, te- you know what I mean? Like, that's a thing. I've seen it. Yeah. Um, like de- for dev Twitter specifically, <laughs> all of your biggest, you know, quote unquote heroes are on this platform and just willingly giving public advice all the time. You know, there's so many people who learn in public and I try to be one of those people, um, you know, follow them. It does. It's not always about who's following you in, in, in those situations. It's really mm-hmm. about what is your TL teaching you when you're, when you're, and that, you know, cause everybody looks at social media as, as a time suck, right. As something that, Oh, I got to get off my phone. I've been on Twitter for too long. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm spending too much time on this app. For me, I'm sure I do. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure I do spend entirely too much time on it. But I have learned Guilty. an obscene amount from people just tweeting what they're doing and tweeting, you know, in response, like responses in, in threads, like going and seeing someone tweet a question and then reading the answers that, that you know, come from that question. I've learned a, an obscene amount. So follow the people that, that, you know, surround themselves in the ecosystem that you're trying to learn from um, and get involved in the threads, get involved in the conversations. That was something I did very early. Um, and I wouldn't always get responses. You have to be okay with not getting responses. You have to be okay. It cannot hurt your pride every time you are not responded to. Because at the same time as you're trying to do this, thousands of other people are also vying for attention in this way. So, mm-hmm. you know, really just take, take the good stuff, take the meat, take the learning that you can get from it. I mean, even nowadays, right? Like uh, all the Chantastic, specifically him, he just did the, the Christmas React thread. Like those were some of the best videos that I've seen on React on Twitter, period. Um, like, I, you know what I mean? And it's free. Like that's yeah. free knowledge, free knowledge. I, when I started, you know, shout out to Tyler McGinnis. He was the guy for me. He was he was who really, really made me understand React. Um, and that maybe that's not for everybody, right? Like maybe maybe he didn't work for you or, or whatever. But for me, like I really couldn't grasp React until I watched his videos. And I feel like that is is something that you have to take into account, too. How do you learn? Um, and follow the people that you think teach you in the way that you need to learn. You're you're only going to learn as quick as you know how. So, um, yeah, I would say follow the people that you want to follow that that really stay within your ecosystem. You know, take advantage of the people that learn in public uh, and try and do the same. I, I I learn the best when I teach people. That's how I've been since mm-hmm. day one. It's why I started my meetup. Um, it, funny enough, React Adelphia has grown to to be pretty big now. I, I would say for for a Philly meetup and been really fun to watch it grow in this way because for me i'm still a fan like when these when these people come to speak like i'm still sitting in the crowd like a fanboy you know what i mean super excited to even just hear the talk let alone being the platform but two years ago when i started the meetup it was me every single month by myself um 
creating workshops for beginner React, beginner GraphQL, beginner Apollo tutorials that I would create the projects. I would create the slideshows myself monthly and we would have maybe five to 10 people show up per month. And that was dope. Like that was cool by me, man. Like that was, that was the yeah. early days. And those were the things that really stuck true to me. And it's because I, I was teaching what I was trying to learn. Uh, you know, I, I was doing using GraphQL and Apollo at, at the job that I was at at the time. So I was like, well, if I can put together a course or an, a, a workshop for people to learn from, I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot along the way. Right. Like, so yeah. I don't know, getting involved like that on Twitter is huge in my opinion. Okay. All right. I, I definitely do agree. And it's good to see like all the, you know, cool stuff that you've done and like, just how the, like another thing I tell people is like progression, like people like to see like the small stuff you was doing and how it grows yeah. like that. Cause one thing, a one way to connect with people is like through emotion and people seeing that creates emotion in people mm -hmm. and they like, you know, gravitate towards you. Like it's a, it's a weird effect. Like, I don't know what it's called, but it's like, it's definitely real. Yeah. Uh, so like, so don't be like scared to put out your little stuff because when it becomes big, like the people are going to remember that. Yeah. And, and it may not, right. Like it may not become big. Like I, I got lucky. I, I truthfully did get lucky with the way that things grew for me. And, and, and even if it didn't, you know, I think using those small opportunities to learn in ways that you just couldn't learn without them, you know, that's priceless, man. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so the the next question I had for you for related to this. Um, so when you say that, you know, you're able to, you know, message people and the people who are doing the thing and ask them uh, questions. So there's like an art to asking questions almost. So sure. how what do you do to like to have a, a good question to where they don't feel like they're, you know, wasting your time? Like, do you have any techniques or you just go for it? Sure. I mean, like, you know, here's, here's the honest truth, right? Like, like I said, in the beginning, these people are people too, right? Like they have, like, I, I am such a small scale version of this, but even, even I get, you know, flooded with trying to, like, I'll put up a tweet and it'll get X amount of responses and I'll completely forget to answer. Like most of them, I'll think I have, and I didn't. And I go back and I'm like, oh, damn, like, you know, First things first, understand that these people are people and give them the empathy to understand that they, they don't always get to everything, right? Like, don't, don't be upset that you didn't get the, the DM back. Don't be upset that they, you know, took the time to answer someone else and not you. Put yourself into their position. It's hard to answer everybody. And, you know, just that is what it is. So let me just put that disclaimer out. But okay. for me, <laughs> I just went, you know... I, what I would do is I would have a, a precise thing that I'm asking for from the gate. A lot of people feel uncomfortable asking something up front because they think that it's intrusive, but just saying hello or, Hey, can I ask you something is just as intrusive with no outcome, <laughs> like with absolutely nothing actionable. So make something actionable for them. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a phenomenal example. The first person that really showed me how amazing the dev community can be and how even if you have so many followers that they, you're just still a normal person, Kent Dodds. Um, when I first started at my new job back in at Red Queen, uh, I started to, you know, get into testing and my boss wanted to, you know, bring testing into the code base. And it was just me and him. It was uh, me and my CTO strictly as the engineers on the team. So basically we did everything, you know, 
And mm-hmm. so he was like, you know, you know, get te- on, you know, go learn testing, get yourself ready. You know, within the next couple of weeks, we, you know, we really want to have X amount of tests in the code base. So I did my Google searches. I, you know, I looked around, I did all this and that. Um, and one of the first things I did was I DM'd Kent Dodds and I was like, Hey, you know, like, I'm just getting started in testing. I, you know, really don't know where to start. And this was before, you know, his testing library and like, he was just react, uh, testing library was like just blowing up and, you know, he didn't really have a website for it. And there was some videos, you know, out there, but not, not anything, you know, crazy yet. He hadn't, Uh he hadn't gone I think he was still at, he was at PayPal. I think he was still at PayPal at the time. Um, I reached out to him and I, you know, I just specifically asked, where should I start? What are the things that I need to learn up front? And, you know, what would you recommend that I do? And I'm going to be honest with you, when I, when I DM'd him, I, I totally did not expect an answer. Like for me, <laughs> for me, it was just shoot your shot or miss. Like there, there is no, there is no in between. Like if I'm going to complain that, that, you know, X thing didn't happen, did I really try? Did I really do everything that I needed to do? Um, so yeah. I, I reached out to him, I DM'd him that. And man, if he didn't respond to me with the nicest thing, you know, he was, he, <laughs> he came back and was like, you know, here's this, this, and this, uh, you know, I would do this to get started and then here, do this, this, and this, and then come back to me and let me know when you're done those things. Mm. And that absolutely blew my mind that that is what set me mm. off on the path of just, of just asking, of just being involved. And again, after that, I really started to get involved in threads and I started helping other people too. And that's another thing. It's not always about who can help you. It's about who you can help. A lot of the following that I got in the beginning was because I would go into the code newbie threads of the hundred days of code threads. And this is early when those, those hashtags were like when before Twitter had made hashtags into community based events, you know, hashtags Mm -hmm. were just hashtags and you could just go into them and figure it out. I was going into there and finding people who were just getting started in JavaScript just getting started in React, just getting started in web dev or just got out of their bootcamp. And I would just reply to threads and be like, you can DM me with whatever, you know, ask me questions. Like I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And eventually that started to catch on. You know, people started to remember that I was somebody that was going to be helpful. Um, and it kind of, that was like the rock slide that, that started to become, you know, my growth on Twitter was, was just me trying to be as involved as I possibly could. Yep, that's definitely a, a good strategy, but it helps. Like you said, it helps you learn as well because you're like exactly. reinforcing what you know. Right. All right. Well, man, that's pretty much for the episode part. So I appreciate you talking to you. I definitely think that, you know, some actionable, helpful tips for people. So, uh, so first, you know, let's say, where can we find you at? You know, like what's your Twitter, Do you, you know, website, all that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, personally, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a portfolio. I've never gotten around to doing one. I need to, I've been getting yelled at by Chris Biscardi to start a blog for a while, uh, but I'm (laughs) the worst. Um, but you could definitely find me on Twitter at Demetrius Clark, uh, D O M I T R I U S Clark. Nobody's ever going to spell Demetrius, right? So I'm just going to help you out there. Um, and mixer.com slash juice trades. Uh, I stream games, I stream code, um you know and and uh oh definitely check us out at reactadelphia uh we have at reactadelphia on twitter um we also have a meetup and we have a twitch live stream twitch.tv slash reactadelphia we're a monthly meetup we have remote speakers every month 
Um, we accept new speakers all the time. 2020 calendar is open. If you want to be a speaker, we help you set up your topic. We help you get ready for your talk, all of that good stuff. Uh, hit me up if you're uncomfortable with, with getting started. Find me on Twitter and DM me. I'm more than happy to help out. Um, but yeah, that's that's my big plug. Reactadelphia. Come come join us. Come join the family. We're in person in Philly. If you're in Philadelphia or the tri-state area, you can come come hang out. If not, come catch us in the Twitch stream. I'll be in the chat chopping it up in there. So, you know, you'll you'll definitely be able to have a good time and you'll feel involved, man. And and yo, Will, thank you so much for having me on this podcast, man. I know you're gonna do great things. Nobody sleep on Will. This man is grinding, this man is hustling. You you need to keep up with him. Um, he's he's doing great things. So Keep doing your thing, man. I, I really appreciate you having me on. Oh, no problem, man. Thanks for coming and being the uh the first guest. I appreciate it. All oh, right, man, so let's anytime. Let's end it with one more thing. Yeah, so, man. you know, so what right now are you into? Like, even if it's not code related, like what's what's got your attention right now? What are you in? What are you digging? All right, man. I play too many video games. I can tell you that right <laughs> now. I am I am an esports guy. I love esports. I think. If you were to ask me where I'm going to be five years from now, it's probably going to be in esports somewhere. I think that it's one of the most booming industries. I think it's something that's really going to be around for a long time, has a lot of money value in it. And there's going to be a lot of space for engineers coming into it, too, because a lot of these proteins don't have websites. A lot of the proteins that do have websites aren't great websites. Um, mm. You know, there's there's going to be a big, big, big boom for engineers in the esports space, in my opinion. So if there were to be one thing that I'm into right now, it is, it is definitely the the whole of video games and esports right now. Okay, cool. Cool. That's a interesting. I might have to check that out. Hey man, I'm telling you, dude, and uh, quote me, man, when you, when it does blow up and you come back to this podcast and you're like, man, that guy, Demetrius definitely knows what he's talking about. I'm telling <laughs> you, it's, it's, it's coming and it's doing really well, man. I, I really think it's a good place to look. Yeah, that's interesting. I remember, uh, I don't know the sites because you know I used to play 2K heavy. I know yeah. they can win and beat a whole league and stuff. I'm gonna go look at that's, some of their websites. That's not a joke. Oh, I'm telling you, dude, you're gonna see these websites and be like, yeah, they definitely need a DM from the kid. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm telling you, dude, these these websites are questionable at best. They definitely need some help. <laughs> well, all right, man. It was good talking to you. Uh, thanks yeah, for having man. me on the podcast and uh. Peace out, man. All right, man. Have a good one. You too.